Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Hi, it's Gabby Reese, and this podcast is powered by Laird Superfood. It was created in our kitchen by my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, and it all started with a simple idea. What began as Laird's secret for long-lasting energy on the waves is now Laird Superfood, offering a full range of delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and more. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 and save 20% on your first order. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Brakes? We can save you 15% on that. We have OE quality Duralask brake pads and rotors in stock, ready for pickup or delivery. We also have calipers, brake fluid, tools, and anything else you'll need to do the job right. When you get Duralask pads and rotors together, you'll save 15%. It's just part of what makes us America's number one brakes destination. Get in zone, this is Beth Center on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back into the VSN Bet Center. Brady Cannon and Josh Towers with you, keeping an eye on everything going on, including Ponzanibio and Pereira. I was looking for a live line on this fight, and I can't find one. I don't know if you found a number. I've looked at a couple of different stores here, trying to see we're able to watch the fight, but I can't really get a good handle on who might be winning this fight or who has an edge. Have you been able to kind of look at this, Josh, yeah. and get a feel for is your guy, are you on the right side on yeah. this? one or are you a little nervous no i think i'm on the right side i mean just looking at stats and it's over uh Pereira landed total strikes 121 to 93 now the 93 by ponzinibbio came at the end last round when he was just throwing a bunch of haymakers because he was behind pretty good um but it was just a slugfest i mean the significant strikes were the exact number these guys are just throwing bombs the whole time uh, ponzinibbio only went to the body five times where Pereira went there 35 so he kind of warmed down a little bit they're equal on leg kicks um one takedown didn't last very long. Uh, but from what I saw, in the beginning, it looked like Pereira from the limited that we could watch was backing up a lot. But from what I watched at the end, it, it looked like he he was in control of the fight. All right. Very good. Well, we're rooting for you there. I, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, they're announcing it now. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So that was the third round. They just finished it up. Yes. Okay. I thought that was the second round. So that one is uh, in the books, and they're getting ready to uh, raise the arm of the eventual winner. The Colorado Avalanche and St. Louis Blues have gone to the first intermission. They are tied yeah. at one apiece. Game three with this series tied at one apiece. And the live market has the Colorado Avalanche as minus 160 favorites, which is just about where they went off prior to puck drop here. Again, 1-1 the score 
after one period there in St. Louis. And uh, boy, the Boston Celtics have come back a little bit, but still a 19-point deficit here with just three minutes left in the first quarter in Boston. On their home court here, the Miami Heat coming in and putting a, a whooping on them in the first quarter. Now 29-11, to 11, the Miami Heat out in front. And how about this, Josh? Uh, at, at the close, let's call it a consensus, five and a half points that the Miami Heat were catching. And now in the live market, Miami is favored by four and a half. Okay. Oh, wow. Is this the opportunity to jump in on Boston? Do they make a, a big comeback? Like we, I mean, it's obviously very early. We, we, we've seen the Dallas Mavericks come back. We've seen the Golden State Warriors come back. I mean, you know how it happens. Even the Phoenix Suns pulled off a few as they made their way through the playoffs before exiting to those Dallas Mavericks in seven games. So you can get the Boston Celtics plus 165 on the money line. They're still catching four and a half points as far as a side. And as far as your total, it has come down just a tick now to 209 and a half. We were really off to a hard start with my Miami hitting a bunch of three-pointers early in this contest, and that total shot up. Now it continues to tick down. It closed at 207 prior to tip-off. Now at 208 and a half as Boston creeps further back into this game. Now 29 to 13. Josh, let's switch over to the Diamonds. We've got one game that's going to be going to first pitch here pretty quick. The final game for your Saturday night out on the West Coast. It'll be the Oakland Athletics in Los Angeles to take on the Angels. Michael Lorenzen, who was outstanding in his last outing, he will get the ball for the Los Angeles Angels taking on Frankie Montas and the Athletics. And uh, not a huge favorite, but the Angels are a decent-sized favorite at minus 140, and your total is at 7.5. I feel like they should... I don't know. I guess I feel like they should be a little bit more of a favor, but I understand it. I mean, it's Frankie Montas. Uh, this is one of the better players in the game um, in Oakland, so he doesn't get the publicity that he deserves. Uh, almost a trade for him right before I think spring training ended. Didn't go through. I uh, think he got leaked, and then that's what kind of ended that. But um, here's my thing. He went six innings, five hits, two runs, 12 strikeouts uh, versus the Angels' last start. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's been good. Uh, the game before, he went into the seventh and he gave up four, then zero, then he had five runs and in five innings. Prior to that, I mean, he has those games where one, two, three games where he's given up four or five, and then the other games, it's it's a lot less than that. Lorenz, he also pitches on regular uh, weather five or six days. Lorenzen, it's weird. I don't know if they're per- protecting him because he hasn't really started in a long time. He doesn't have a ton of innings the last year or two, but he's basically starting once a week. Uh, and, and it's working out for him. I mean, seven innings, one run um, versus Oakland. They matched up again last start. And then he gave up five, kind of like what, what Montez did the start before. And then he went into the ninth, and he gave up three, went eight to third. So he's he's been really, really good as well. But it's the same thing. Six innings, one run, and then I give up four and four or three and a third, and I get yanked, right? So they both have pitched consistently good, but they both are not afraid to mix in Um a bad day. Here's the other thing. So I've said this many times. You and I match up against each other today or five days ago. Sorry. And you dealt and I didn't. I got rocked. Mm-hmm. And then five days later, we're, we're, at, we're up again and again. Right. Mm-hmm. Usually what happens is flip flops. If, if, if That's kind of why I bet the Oakland A's today. Both these two guys dealt last time versus each other. So now I don't even know where to go. with Right. This. Right. Well, 
you're right as far as a specific matchup, but I kind of wanted to fade Lorenzen. I didn't okay. think he was necessarily going to be re- be able to repeat what he did last time. Understood that. And, and of course, you talk about how well he did in that last matchup against the Oakland A's. Uh, now the Oakland A's that lineup got to see him for what'd you say? He went seven innings. He he went yes. deep into that ball game. Um, so now the Oakland A's got to see him for seven innings, and they're going to yeah. get another crack at him with their guy on the hill in Montas, who ought to be, you know, just as good, well, if not better. It was in Oakland, too, which is a huge pitcher-friendly, heavy, beautiful. Great Can point. Can I pitch there every game, please? Absolutely. Park. Absolutely. Great point. Uh, and I know the Oakland offense has been a struggle, really, all year long. Yeah, but they, uh, yeah. they, I, I took the plus price with the A's. I think they uh, might be able to get one here. And, and here's the thing, and not that this – has a whole lot, but when he went his first start, he went six innings, one run, and then he had a bad game the next one. And then he went uh, two good games in a row, and then he had a bad one. And then he went a good game. So he's not really putting these things together consistently And I enough. thought he was so good in his last outing that, that he, he kind of you know, maybe played above his bad, head yeah. a little bit. And I think maybe he'll come back down to earth a little bit here. And then tonight. let's see Montas. He has a bad one. He has a good one. He has a good one. He has a good one. He has a bad one. He has a good one. He has a bad one. He has a good one. Right. So, he, you know, he rebounds. So would you it would say be nicer overall, if he had a bad though, game. Do you think overall he's the better pitcher than Lorenzo? One hundred percent. Right. Yeah. 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 One hundred percent. But again, the offenses are not even close. I mean, you got Otani and you got Trout too. and Rendon <laughs> and Walsh and Marsh and um, where's my man who's leading baseball and everything? Get a day off today, Mister Ward. So we got He's him not on the lineup, right? No, we got him on the bench. So like late in the well, game, I have that option, for my right? A's bet. One hundred percent. And then when you look at the A's lineup, um, Noose is at two sixty two in the two hole. I have my uh, this is so hard to read. Um, my four, my five, my six, and my eight hole are all hitting under one ninety seven. Move. How is that possible, buddy? And then uh, Barrera, I don't know how many at-bats. He's hitting 370. He's in the seventh hole. And that's what they got. The Detroit Tigers have Nick the Allen got lowest the big runs per game in the major leagues. They didn't get a chance to uh, better that at all today as their game was postponed. But just 2.76 runs per game currently for the Detroit Tigers. I had so much more. And it's early because they did the same thing last year. They struggled early, and then they had a phenomenal second half or, yeah, about last 60%, and, and they finished pretty good. And they're kind of trying to repeat that again, but I don't it's, – it's a bad recipe. But I, I had higher expectations for this team based on the way they finished. Um, really good job of coaching, really good job of finding their groove a little bit, players developing. I'm hoping that happens a little bit more this year with the Tigers, but so far it, it has been a rough start. The Los Angeles Dodgers and Philadelphia Phillies still locked at four, four apiece in the bottom of the seventh inning, and the Dodgers are now plus 210 on the money line in the live market. Your total is ticked up as well to 11.5. The Miami Marlins have gotten on the board, but they're going to have to do a little more work here if they want to get back in this ballgame. Atlanta up 4-2 to two on the Marlins in the bottom of the eighth inning. The St. Louis Cardinals hanging on to a 5-4 to four lead over the Pittsburgh Pirates. They're in the bottom of the seventh inning there. Tampa Bay now extends their lead even a little further over the Baltimore Orioles, still shutting out the Birds 5 to nothing now in the bottom of the seventh in favor of Tampa Bay. The Houston Astros, they double their amount of runs over the Texas Rangers. Now 2 to nothing. The Astros lead the Rangers in the battle for the Lone Star State there. Justin Verlander certainly dealing in the bottom of the sixth inning 
Texas, or excuse me, Houston is still at bat with a two to nothing lead over the Rangers. Minnesota leading the Kansas City Royals four to two. Milwaukee all over Patrick Corbin and the Nationals now five to one. And just like that, the New York Mets, again, we were talking about the total in this game at Coors Field. I, I thought with it, with it being 10, there had to be some weather blowing in. Well, they're blowing the balls out as it is two to two already between the Mets and the Rockies in game two of their oh, doubleheader I, I thought 10 in the was bottom high. of the second. I thought you were referencing it was high with no, the new balls no, and all that stuff. I got well, you. Okay. I mean, usually at Coors Field, I yes, think sir. about the standard number is about 11. Yeah. Okay. Maybe 11 and a half. Uh, and and ten felt low to me, but uh, already four runs saying. on the board there. Did you by any chance see that that play by Muncie at third? Um, see if I could find it. Reese Hoskins reaches on a fielder's choice, fielded by third baseman Muncie. I don't. I think he went home, and then he kind of stood there, and Will Smith ran the guy back, and the guy was dead dead to rights. Um, I'm trying to think who it was. He was dead to rights if 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 Will threw the ball to Muncie, and it looks like to the naked eye, Muncie was kind of deking him. But he wasn't. I don't think he knew what to do. And he just kind of stood there. And I would like to see this play again. But he just kind of stood there. And the runner actually kind of like went to the left and not even to the base because he thought the ball was coming. He was just tagged out easily. And Will never threw it because Muncy's just standing there not telling him to give me a ball, not like give me a hand, nothing. And I don't think Will knew what to do because Muncy just confused him. And it would have been an easy out. And now you got to get this fly out. Outsmarted to... himself, huh? And now you got to get lucky on a... On a, on a lazy fly ball to right field with the bases loaded and one out, and uh, Mookie put it on the money. And you have to go with that situation. Like, you have to go in that situation, um, unfortunately. It's just one of those things baseball-wise. Actually, I take that back. You probably don't because Bryce Harper's on deck. And when you Very get thrown out by 30 feet. The uh, Miami Heat, by the way, finish up the first quarter in Boston, and they lead the Talk Celtics by 21, 39 to 18. We'll be back Uh-oh. with more in just a moment. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. 
Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game winner ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my game. <laughs> Hi, I'm Gabby Reese. Join me and my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, on our journey with Laird Superfood. From our kitchen to yours, we've crafted delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and so much more using high-quality functional ingredients. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 for 20% off your first order. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game winner I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my game. game. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Gabby Reese. 
Join me and my husband, big wave surfer, Laird Hamilton, on our journey with Laird Superfood. From our kitchen to yours, we've crafted delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and so much more using high-quality functional ingredients. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 for 20% off your first order. This is Beth Center on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This segment of the Bet Center is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches. If you've been looking for the right opportunity to switch up your nicotine, now there's a 10-day challenge to give you a fresh start, helping you to walk away from ashtrays, spit cups, and vapes. It's called the Zen 10 Challenge. Zen Nicotine Pouches are a satisfying, smoke-free, spit-free nicotine alternative, and they're available in 10 varieties and two different strengths. The Zen 10 Challenge is a risk way to try Zen Nicotine Pouches. If you don't enjoy your experience with Zen after 10 days, You'll get your money back. So head on over to Zyn.com slash 10 to take the Zyn 10 challenge. That's ZYN.com slash 10. Brady Cannon and Josh Towers with you. And joining us now, our friend Dwayne Colucci. He is the sportsbook manager at the Rampart Casino here in Las Vegas, Nevada, a sister property to our friends over at the South Point. And Dwayne, great to have you on. It is certainly uh, an appropriate day to have you on, sir. Uh, nothing better than Stanley Cup playoff hockey in the mind of Dwayne Colucci and horse racing. What a Saturday <laughs> for Mr. Dwayne Colucci. And I'll tell you, talking with you off air, a pretty good Saturday for you and I as well, as we both landed on early voting in the Preakness, my friend. Yeah, it was great. I'll tell you the truth, Brady. I was really pleased with that outcome. Uh, you know, I was able to sweep all the exotics. Uh, also on the Visa new, uh, newsletter with Thule's Thoroughbred Takes, I gave out the exacta and the pick four, you know, on a minimal price ticket. So it was all in all a great, great Preakness for me. I just loved early voting. I love, you know, the trainer and the jockey combination of Chad Brown and Jose Ortiz. And I documented that they hit at about a 27% clip when they team up together. So they improved on that. And I couldn't believe the price on the horse. I mean, I mean, I thought him and Epicenter were by far the superior animals in the race. And I was looking at six to five Epicenter and probably I was thinking only five to two on early voting. But we got 1340. So I was happy. Great. Well, very good. Hats off to you, and that's great that you were able to share that information in VEASAN's online digital publication as well, Point Spread Weekly. Uh, Dwayne, explain to both Josh and I, I mean, I've read the the headlines and whatnot, obviously Rich Strike not running in the Preakness, and I, I guess what I was able to garner just very superficially is that they didn't feel he was, you know, the length of this race didn't necessarily suit him, but he's going to be back for the Belmont, certainly a longer race there. Uh, it's absolutely, I think, a black eye on a sport that really needs as much attention as possible when you don't have uh, the Kentucky Derby winner trying for a shot at the Triple Crown. What, what was the whole story behind that in your mind, Dwayne? 
Yeah, I'm really not sure of the thought process of Eric Reed. I'll be honest with you guys. Uh, I thought it would be much better for the game for the horse to run, but we always have to consider the animal itself. And who knows better than the owner and trainer if the horse was possibly a little gassed from the Kentucky Derby. I mean, uh, the horse worked out, I believe, this morning and looked really, really fit. So maybe just uh, taking the pass and going to the Belmont, they're thinking about the horse, uh, you know, but uh, you have to make an attempt at the Triple Crown. And I know it's very strenuous, but we've seen it take place in the last few years. So it's definitely possible. We know that from back in the days of uh, Secretariat, Seattle, Cattle slew all these great horses, and you know you also had American Pharaoh and Justify, real, really recent. So I was shocked, and I definitely think it takes away from the game. And getting back to my handle, it definitely affected my handle. We were nowhere near last year in Preakness handle this year, and that definitely affected it. Not having the Kentucky Derby winner try to win and attempt to go to the Triple Crown. And it'll hurt the Belmont handle as well, I'll be honest. I think the Belmont is going to be a way better race than this Preakness was, guys, but it's definitely going to affect handle from my side of the county. Yeah, no question. And and the owner of the horse was very uh, confident, maybe a little cocky, saying, you know, we we knew we could win this race. That's why we entered it. Um, And then they went and won it. Okay, I got you. We're all going to say something very positive. I like that. Do you think that not racing this race was like – all right, we know we can't win this. Maybe we got lucky in the first one. This is going to expose us to something that we don't want, so it plays against us in race three financially. I mean, it has to be something like that. Yeah, definitely, Josh. You know, they're definitely looking at the big picture. And, you know, a mile and a half, a lot of these other horses now, you know, you don't. Feel, I don't feel Epicenter will run. I'm getting the impression from Chad Brown that early voting won't run. So it will turn up light, the Belmont, although I think there's going to be some of the Kentucky Derby entrance. And it's a true test at a mile and a half. So, you know, I, I don't know what the thought process was. I, I have to think that they feel they could win the Belmont at that extra added distance, the horse looks to seem to love distance but anything could happen i mean we saw big brown almost break down on the backside at belmont i'll have another was a a race day scratch so definitely uh, i believe they're looking for what's best for the horse and their pockets josh but it definitely takes away from the game and this was a winnable race today don't kid yourself i mean epicenter tried his heart out but uh he definitely could have competed here Dwayne, let's talk some hockey. Right now we have Game 3 going on between the St. Louis Blues and the Colorado Avalanche. The Colorado Avalanche went off as about minus 170 favorites, and the take back on St. Louis at plus 150 was both to the liking of Josh and myself. Uh, you know, I, I Not that Colorado doesn't look like the better team on paper and shouldn't be favored and what have you, but that price looked pretty big to me, and I think the St. Louis Blues team is very good. I mean, obviously they went into Colorado and won one on the road themselves. What is your thoughts on this series overall, and did you kind of like the underdog as well in Game 3 tonight? Well, I'll be honest, guys. I kind of like the favorite because I just felt that this is their year and you cannot lose this first game in St. Louis and possibly go back three to one to Colorado. So I was trying to think, uh, you know, on the lo- on the lines that Colorado is definitely going to be improved this year and make this big cup run. But Jordan Bennington has been so solid and uh, he did go down in this game, guys. I-, I know you're not watching there in the studio, but he did get hurt and now 
now he is not between the pipes. So this definitely is playing into Colorado's advantage a little. Uh, granted, Gerard got hurt as well with a big hit by the Blues. And the Blues are a hungry team. You have to understand they're experienced and have been there and done that. And I understand your guys' thinking, but I was trying to think more on the lines that the Avalanche are going to turn the corner this year. So I actually bet the Avalanche tonight. Yeah, I, uh, thankfully, we didn't play it. Uh, yes, that was just our opinion <laughs> prior to the puck drop. So uh, I wish you the best with your bet, Mr. Colucci. Um, by the way, I did not know that Bennington had gone out. You're right, we're here in the studio, so we don't have the broadcast. Right. We're not able to hear all the announcements, but that's absolutely a big deal uh, for the St. Louis Blues. Uh, we had Ken Danico on earlier, the famous New Jersey Devil, who won three Stanley Cups yeah. there back in the day with Martin Brodeur. Uh, and one of his favorite series that he's been watching so far, just two games in, but he's really intrigued with this Calgary-Edmonton series. There's been a ton of goal scoring, and, and that's not like Daryl Sutter's Flames team. Of course, we saw their series with Dallas was all defensive and about goaltending, but not the case here with uh, Connor McDavid and the Oilers. They've been putting a lot of pucks in the net. You look at this total at seven for their game on Sunday. What are your thoughts on this one, Dwayne? Yeah, we definitely know why Kenny likes this series, just because of the fact that it's got that old-school hockey feel. There you go. <laughs> it's, like, it's like 80s hockey, I'll be honest with you. I remember when Edmonton and Calgary would play, and you know what Edmonton had. You had Gretzky and Curry and all those fabulous players. And on the other side, you know, legends like Al McKinnis. So, uh, you know, I understand the seven. We're seeing a lot of goals scored here. We have Calgary as a road favorite at the Rampart and South Point at minus 120. Uh, uh, the under is slightly shaded, the seven that we spoke about. Under is 125. So, uh, you know, it's going to be difficult for Markstrom to, like, shake off the, the cobwebs here. All of a sudden, he goes from a tight series with Jake Ottinger, and now he's given up every, uh, you know, chance that Edmonton has. And credit to Edmonton. I mean, they're creating a lot in this series, gentlemen. If you're watching, Connor McDavid at times is unstoppable. I mean, he takes the puck right to the net. His stick handling and speed skill is amazing. He's actually laying hits and laying the body on on some of the opponents and you combine that with dry who got a huge goal last night to seal the deal. I mean, he never makes a mistake when he's on a breakaway or on an odd man rush. And you combine that with Markstrom's poor play and Mike Smith actually outplayed him last night. Edmonton does have a chance in this series, and I love Calgary. I'll be the first to tell you. I think Calgary has a way better roster. I think they're more rounded. They should be favored in the goaltender position, but they're not right now. They're getting outplayed, and this is going to be very difficult for Calgary to sustain. They have to sway home ice back in their favor. Dwayne, great stuff, and we have to let you go here, but I've got about 20 seconds left. Who's the one team that's still in the tournament that you think is maybe the most dangerous to hoist the cup? Definitely Tampa Bay, Brady. I, I got to say, if they're looking for three in a row, and with oh. you, you, know, you win two games on the road, even without Braden Point, they're the team. All right, very good. Yeah, they have been absolutely remarkable. I bet them in game one against the Florida Panthers, turned that into a winner. But what did they do the other night? Won it again in the final second in regulation, and they're up two games to none in the series. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, Mr. Colucci. Thanks, as always, my friend. Thank you, Brady. Thanks, Josh. I appreciate it, guys. Good talking to you. That is Dwayne Colucci. We'll be back with more of the VEASAN Bet Center in just a moment.
is Bet Center on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit the VSIN Bet Center to check the current betting splits data. The betting splits page will show you where the money and the bets are moving for every game, and now it's updated every 10 minutes so you can see all the changes in all of the action. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits, just another way that VSIN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vcin.com. Welcome back into the vcin Bet Center. Brady Cannon and Josh Towers with you here. And uh, it was not long ago, Josh, that you and I were looking uh, at that plus 575 <laughs> price on the Los Angeles Dodgers, down 4-1 to one in the fifth inning. And now we have the Dodgers finally in the lead. They have taken the advantage over the Philadelphia Phillies. Six to four, and you were going nuts here yes, off air during the break about an absolutely blown opportunity by the Philadelphia Phillies. Yeah, I mean, at least they didn't strike out. They put it in play, right? But again, we had bases loaded. We got Bryce Harper on deck. Uh, I'm trying to think of, of who was actually running. Um, but anyways, bases loaded. There's one out. There's a, a fly ball or line drive hit to right field. It's not deep at all, and they decide to tag up. The runner gets thrown out by 30 feet. Listen, if my pitcher's on deck or something like that, somebody who's who's not hitting well, that's fine. But Bryce Harper's on deck. It's a tie game. This has been a war. This has been a battle. And you get thrown out by 30 feet at least by Mookie Betts, who is one of the better defenders in our game. And Bryce is standing there on deck with a chance that could have blew this over, could have been an 8-4 Philly lead. And immediately the momentum on your team goes, yeah. and then the Dodgers come up, throw my pen, and... So far, put two on the board, and this game is now over. And the live line has just come off the board here. But uh, like I said, the Dodgers, not long ago when they were trailing 4-1, to one, plus 575 in the live market, and here now it's popped back up. Minus 1,400 are the Dodgers as favorites <laughs> now. Your total still at 11.5. We're in the buddy. top of the eighth inning. The Atlanta Braves still 4-2 to two over the Miami Marlins. The Marlins down to their last half inning as this one has gone to the bottom of the ninth. St. Louis still hanging on to that advantage over the Pittsburgh Pirates, 5-4 to four in the top of the ninth there at PNC Park. Tampa Bay continues every time we check the scores here. They just continue to add more runs and preserve that shutout over the Baltimore Orioles, 6 to nothing now in the bottom of the eighth inning. The Houston Astros still 2 to nothing over the Texas Rangers. They have reached the bottom of the eighth, and time is running out for Texas. They're now plus 725 to come back and win this one over their in-state rival. The Minnesota Twins over the Kansas City Royals, 5-2. to two. Milwaukee over the Washington Nationals, 5-1 to one in the top of the seventh. And more runs on the board at Coors Field. 4-2 <laughs> now is the score. The Rockies doubling up the New York Mets, trying to split the doubleheader there with the Metropolitans. 4-2 to two in the top of the fourth inning in favor of Colorado. And Colorado, th- here's one, here's another situation for you Josh the Colorado Rockies are now minus 250 on the money line to win this game the yeah. New York Mets again we know how this game has gone so far you can get plus a, plus 180 right now on New York to win this game I mean th- this thing's absolutely been back and forth uh, so far why why wouldn't that continue I'll take a little plus 180 
Yeah, I'm just trying to think. All right, so T. Will is a, a more of a reliever, right? He, he's not going to go crazy deep. Who's going to come in next? Is it going to be Colin Holderman, who in his major league debut the other day um, got the win? He, I think he pitched like the tenth inning, and then he ended up getting the win. Um, is it going to be Colin because he can be extended? So are they going to ask him to go two, three, or or whatever innings in Colorado and in his second? major league i'm looking at the stats i'm talking second major league uh appearance because i got a feeling that's probably what's going to happen um and so do you trust a young kid who just got called up this is my guess on who's coming in i don't know for sure uh but the bullpen's been good i mean it, it, the offense has been good they battled back many times the reality is is they're in this game right now there's no question about it we just need to know again who we feel is coming out of the pen and that's why it's important every day that we make bets Check to see what happened yesterday, the day before. See who's been used. Are they taxed? Do they need their starter? Are they good? They got plenty. What is what is their game plan? Because it's a it's again, relievers are a major part of our game, and they have been for a few years. What did we see the other day when the uh, let's see, it was the was it the Golden State Warriors? The Golden State Warriors playing the Mavericks? Uh, no, no, it was the it was the Dallas Mavericks playing the Phoenix Suns. Yeah. I, I think it was Game Seven. And the Phoenix Suns, I think, through three quarters of that game seven, had 50 points. Right now, the Boston Celtics have yeah, 35 points. They were down. So Luka had as many points at half as the team did. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, it, it, it was game seven. And, and in a game seven setting, yeah. nonetheless, yeah. at home, they scored 50 yes, points sir. through three quarters of play. Well, the Boston Celtics, uh, not much different pace here for them. Just 35 points through nearly an entire half of a basketball game. Still two minutes left in the second quarter there in Boston. But Miami nearly doubling up the Celtics right now, 60 to 35. Wow. They are minus 900 on the money line, Josh. Was and like again, steal. just two minutes left in the uh, second quarter there. But Miami went off as a anywhere from a five to a six point underdog. They're now thirteen and a half point favorites in the live market. And when they came out of halftime, too, um, I'm sure there was a lot of bets against Dallas in that game, and it didn't happen. I think Dallas won the third quarter by a couple points, and it's just it's a lot, man. I mean, there's it comes to a point where it's just it's it's too much of a lead. So you said they're at thirty plus right now. They've got 35 yeah. points. It looks like there might be a timeout on the floor. Two minutes remaining in the second quarter. And again, uh, the Miami Heat up by 25, 60 okay, 25, yeah. to 35. Talk to me about uh, Holm and Vieira. I guess you made a play here on the big dog. This is no, the final. I took the, I took the uh, oh, yeah. I, 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 you said, I read you wrong. The big dog, like. Yeah, I took it the wrong way. <laughs> you meant the big underdog. Yes, the big I did. underdog. Yeah, Ketlin Vieira, minus 200. You know, she almost had Holly Holmes choked out last round. Uh, it was kind of an awkward situation. It wasn't necessarily behind her, kind of off to the side. But I, I got to think that the uh, referee did a pretty good job because from the, the vantage point that we have, uh, no audio, it looked like Holly was out. But she didn't tap. But it looked like she kind of just – Yeah. But the situation was kind of sideways. And uh, she ended up getting out of it. And then she's kind of had Catlin against the cage for the time since. So we'll see what happens. But, um, yeah, it's hard without the audio. But it, she almost had her. But it's been a good fight. Just about a minute left now in the first round of the headliner on tonight's UFC Fight Night card. Holly Holm and Caitlin Vieira. You got Clayton, uh, Caitlin Vieira at uh, plus 200. Uh, I did see her lower earlier in the week at plus 190, so it looks like not a bad number that you were able to grab. You bet that pretty much right before they went to... Uh, before they kicked off the fight, correct? Yeah, during the uh, co-main event, sometimes on the apps, even though there's a little time, sometimes the books, uh, they have time frames. 
of the dates they have on there or the time, sorry, on the app. So sometimes they'll take the fight down even though there's like 15 minutes or something. And I've been a part of that a few times. So I didn't want to miss on it. So I bet it during the last fight just to make sure I got some action on it. They are four on four right now on the ice. The St. Louis Blues were on a power play. And now we've got a four on four situation. Just about eight minutes left in the second period here with the score still tied at one apiece. And the Colorado Avalanche now minus 190 on the money line. Dwayne Colucci mentioning that he went with the favorite tonight despite that price looking awful juicy on the underdog. And that's what you can get right now in the live market on the underdog, close to what it was prior to puck drop at plus 145. And now I look uh, down to plus 130. So maybe some action coming in on the St. Louis Blues. Also things ever-changing with the four-on-four, what we have currently going on on the ice in St. Louis. Josh, uh, I want to talk uh, about the final baseball game. Uh, they have gone to first pitch here between the Oakland Athletics and the uh, Anaheim, or the, I almost said Anaheim Angels, the Los okay Angeles Angels. What's yeah. that? I'm okay with Anaheim Angels. I mean, that's where they're at. I think it's kind of hard to say Los Angeles. Yeah, it you're really right. Is. They're not in the Los, Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Remember, <laughs> right, that was that was the worst. Mem- remember, um, remember when they were the California Angels? Yeah, yeah. And I'm okay with that. I love the California Angels. Nolan Ryan on the hill they gave, for those they guys. They gave a lot of options for uh, hats, all the different hats they can make up. Um, yeah, nothing. Zero, kind of quiet. zero, bottom yeah. of two. Yeah, kind of quiet. Both guys look pretty good. It's still early. Uh, Lorenzen, two blanks, nothing, no strikeouts, no anything. Um, yeah, kind of quiet. Kind of quiet. But here's our guy, Bryce Harper, who could have been up with the bases loaded in this situation. Right. Now he's up in the bottom of the eighth. Now there are no outs, but no runners on base either as the Dodgers continue to lead in this one, six to four. And this is the bottom of the eighth inning for Philadelphia. So two more chances. And the price hasn't changed a whole lot. They're still plus 525 to win this ballgame. Interesting how that's been a total flip there where Philadelphia, and, and this wasn't even half a game ago. That they that the Dodgers were plus five seventy five, and now Philadelphia yeah. is plus five twenty five. This one certainly has been a wild one. The Miami Marlins have added a run in the final inning, the bottom of the ninth inning. There, trying to tie this game up at four apiece. It is now four to three in favor of the Atlanta Braves. And there's a goal for the Colorado Avalanche. Kaluchy, the four on four. Kaluchy made a good case though with the goalie and well, yeah, and post you, Right. Now, yeah. he obviously bet Colorado prior to the yeah. puck drop, so it was good on uh, Dwayne so far. But, yes, that was a big uh, boost for Colorado backers with Jordan Bennington uh, mm. leaving this game. 2-1 to one, Colorado out in front of the St. Louis Blues in Game 3 late in the second period. We'll be back in just a moment with more of the VEASAN Bet Center. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. 
Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids. But I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even posted to my my dance, (laughs) Hi, I'm Gabby Reese. Join me and my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, on our journey with Laird Superfood. From our kitchen to yours, we've crafted delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and so much more using high-quality functional ingredients. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 for 20% off your first order. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. 
Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my game. <laughs> Hi, I'm Gabby Reese. Join me and my husband, big wave surfer, Laird Hamilton, on our journey with Laird Superfood. From our kitchen to yours, we've crafted delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and so much more using high-quality functional ingredients. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 for 20% off your first order. This is Beth Center on VSIN, the sports betting network. Ice cold beers, cold hard cash. Join the action on the pitch with the Heineken 2022 Soccer Prediction Challenge. Compete in 20 free to play pools this season for your shot at a share of $100,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Heineken now to start your run at victory. Heineken, beer made better. 21 years and older only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly. Final segment of the VSIN Bet Center before we pass the baton to our friend Greg Peterson for the Greg Peterson experience. He'll take you the rest of the way, keep you updated on the hockey and the hardwood and the diamonds, and take a look at Sunday as well. Before we uh, get out of here, I'm going to get a couple of best bets or two out of us, see if we can take a look at the Sunday card and find something that looks attractive to us at this point. Right now, things looking attractive for Dwayne Colucci and Colorado Avalanche backers as they are up 2-1 to one on the St. Louis Blues, just five minutes left in the second period. It's still a four-on-four situation. Try and keep you updated on that if we can. Also, six is your in-game total. The total did close in this game at six and a half, and uh, more than halfway through this hockey match, we are now uh, just at three total goals on the board, so your in-game total currently at six. Colorado minus 400 now on the money line to go ahead and get this one in the win column and take a two games to one series lead on Sunday. We will have three games on the ice. And I think that's where I might go to try and find my best bet, but let's first take a look at the basketball game. The Eastern conference final series continuing shifting over to Boston after a one, one split in Miami. And it's been all Miami so far, although Boston did make a nice little run in the last two minutes, we were talking, they only had 35 points with two minutes left in the second quarter. Well, they went on to add another 12 there before halftime. So they have chipped into the Miami lead just a little bit here, 62 to 47. And Josh, when we were talking about that, Miami was a 13 and a half point favorite in the live market with that run that Boston made before halftime. They are now just a seven and a half point favorite. Your total 
does move to 212 and a half. The Philadelphia Phillies still batting in the bottom of the eighth. They trail six to four to the Los Angeles Dodgers. The Atlanta Braves have beaten the Miami Marlins. Marlins added a run in the ninth, but too little too late. Four to three, the final for the Atlanta Braves. The Pittsburgh Pirates are down to their last half inning in the bottom of the ninth there at PNC. They trail the Cardinals five to four. The Baltimore Orioles are on the board. They have avoided the shutout. Top of the ninth inning, and the Tampa Bay Rays lead 6-1 to one in that one. The Texas Rangers are on the board, now 2-1. to one. The Houston Astros lead the Rangers, this one in the bottom of the eighth inning there in Houston. The Minnesota Twins, 7-2 to two over the Royals. Make that 8-2 to two over the Royals in the top of the ninth inning. Milwaukee, 5-1 to one over the Nationals in the bottom of the seventh inning. Colorado and New York, the Mets now batting in the top of the fifth, and it is still 4-2 to two Rockies. Your in-game total is at 11 and a half, and the Oakland Athletics and Los Angeles Angels in the top of the third inning now. No score, still scoreless between Montas and Lorenzen. All right, Mr. Towers, do you have anything on the diamonds, and, and any bet for that matter, that you might like for your Sunday card? Um, You are asking me pretty early. <laughs> you haven't done all your work yeah, yet, not, right? Yeah, no, I mean, you start to look at things, at least in my process, I start to look at things and kind of just gauge who's playing, uh, kind of compare it to the little things I see today, want these games to end to kind of get a feel. Let, let me ask you, yeah. isn't handicapping baseball on a Sunday kind of different too because you have getaway day and, you know, teams are at home trying to right. avoid a sweep? I think there's a lot of little nuance yeah. in that last game of a weekend, last game of a road trip maybe. There, there can be a lot of different things going on when handicapping baseball on a Sunday. Yeah, you're talking about early morning, uh, putting mm -hmm. your suit on, getting all your travel stuff. Um, clubhouses is full of all of our personal carry-on luggage, and it, it is different. It's not you, – you feel good, though, because you're in a suit, and you think you look <laughs> good, and you feel good. It's beautiful, and um, it's always nicer to travel on a win. You know, right. clubhouse managers, the clubhouse kids, they like it because they get tipped better. Um, it is, there's a lot that comes into that day, it's for sure. And, and I, I kind of like it. Again, um, traveling on the way we try. I mean, it's just, everything's pretty cool about it. And it is the same. I mean, you just get there, you take your stuff off, and just back to business like usual. Um, so, again, look at the games, see how these ended. Sometimes take a peek at what some of the post uh, game comments that are made that tip you off on, on, on some things at times. But, um, I like, as you guys know, I like consistency. I like watching players and seeing if they're hot or if they're cold, what's going on with that. I don't like to jump in. In the middle, there is an awkward one tomorrow. I don't have a side. I like to pitch it because it felt weird and it threw everybody off a little bit, but there's an 835 start. Mm -hmm. um, Boy, that's early. 835 that's early. Pacific. Well, none of us are ready for that. You know, we're usually right. playing night games right now, right? And what, who's playing in that game? It's uh, St. Louis at Pittsburgh. And they're just finishing now. Yeah. Just, so that's a pretty quick turnaround. So I'd imagine maybe, I mean, we're still not going to go to bed, but maybe, you know, Matt's and Willie got to go home a little early maybe. Right. Yeah. But, you know, potentially. Um, this game, too, the Phillies and Dodgers. Again, it's, it's the Dodgers. I understand. Um, I don't know if they've won six in a row. This is going to make it seven. What does this do to the Phillies when you had this game and you fought hard and you weren't? So you kind of got to look at the Dodgers. Gonzalez has been pitching fantastic, right? And here's that situation we talk about. Philly will be, if this holds on the way it looks like right now, yep. Philly will be one of those teams that's a home team looking to avoid a sweep on a Sunday. Yeah. 
It's and, and I think that's usually a what good do they situation have to bet on the home team. What do they have the next day? Are they off? Are they traveling? Uh, let's see. What do the Phillies have on Monday? Uh, let's see. The, the Phillies will is, travel, which is see that that kind of puts a fly in the ointment. Right. Uh, they're going to travel to Atlanta, obviously a division rival. So um, obviously that's probably in their head a little bit. They want to get out, get out of town as quickly as possible and get on flight. the road and yeah. and going up against the Los Angeles Dodgers. That situation of the home team trying to avoid the sweep may not be as as might not look as good from a betting standpoint because of what they have to do on Monday. And one of the things I'll look at is the uh, Mariners and Red Sox game. Uh, Gilbert's pitching for Seattle. He's been awesome. Uh, but I do believe yeah. he was 4-0, and now he's 4-2. So that tells me that maybe the last couple he hasn't pitched well. I want to look at that a little more. And then Nathan Avaldi, what's he doing? Is, has he been pitching well his last couple? And if that if he has, then that might be a good play on Boston. Um, what else we got? You say Kikuchi, um, I think he's kind of coming into a little bit of a, a good little rhythm, so I'll look at that game for Toronto a little bit more, depending on the line. It could be crazy, but the Reds have been playing a little bit better baseball. And then there was another one that was standing out to me, um, the Diamondbacks. I want to look at that one a little bit more. I think Merrill Kelly's been fantastic. Yep, absolutely. I think Merrill Kelly's been a good pitcher to bet on for a few years. One more. I think the White Sox and Yankees have a double dip. Early look, maybe White Sox morning, Yankees at night. Okay. All right. Very good. Uh, all night it's been Colorado really in St. Louis as the Avalanche add another goal here before the end of the second period. Now three to one, still two minutes left to go in the second period there in St. Louis. And it's now three to one in favor of the Avalanche looking to take a two games to one series lead. And you've got uh, a six and a half now posted as the in-game total here. Colorado minus 2,000 on the money line as the uh, Colorado Avalanche take a two-goal lead in the second period. Yeah. You're pointing something out at me. We, do we have a decision? Do we have a final here in uh, Holm versus Vieira? We do. We got Ketlin Vieira, the 200 dog. You got cashed it? We cashed it. Um, All right, Josh Towers. It was a split decision. 47-48. and Vieira. That is your night in the octagon. Holly Holm didn't like it. Her reaction, I can't see because that light is in our face a little bit. That's why I keep looking back this way, y'all, at, <laughs> at the big jumbotron here at uh, Circa, which is beautiful, but... Um, it looked like Holly didn't agree with it, but anytime there's a split decision, you know it's a close fight. Round two went to Ketlin. Um, round three and four, I think that's where Holly probably felt she might have stole one or two, you know, so who knows, but uh, I like it. Nice payday for you at plus 200. Good job there. Undefeated on your Thanks UFC card. Our, uh, with, uh, our UFC guy, Jordan Sherwood, for the plays. He comes yeah. on every week with us and... Well, that's what I love yeah. about the uh, First Strike podcast that is hosted yes. by Dave Ross, who's a very good UFC handicapper in his own right. But then you bring in Jordan Sherwood and yeah. Gam Blue, Lou Finicaro, yep. and you know he's got some. Uh, it, it's kind of like our Long Shots golf show. We get some yes. of the best guests Such where you really got to listen to those guys. And and I think you know when you look and, and there's a goal by the uh, St. Louis Blues. Uh, here so we we've go. got uh, three to two, and all of a sudden this in-game total is off the board. It was at six and a half. As we were talking about this, I got to believe it's going to be at seven. This has all happened in the last two minutes of the second period. We've got a 3-2 ball game and just 30 seconds left in the second period. So uh, the Blues are not out of this thing just yet. Um, but uh, talking about uh, the UFC card yeah. there for you in the, the First Strike podcast, uh, very good night for you hitting uh, both Pereira and Vieira. Yeah, we had a good one. That The Pereira finished at three-team parlay. <clears throat> and then again, anytime you get plus money in, plus 200 you're always pretty happy i'll take any wins brady you know that that's why we do this 
Uh, I do not have a best bet in the basketball game, and I can't figure one out yet in hockey. I am uh, leaning a little bit towards the Calgary Flame as a road favorite on the ice on Sunday. That's Good. going to do it. Go ahead. Congrats on that pregame, buddy. Oh, yeah. Yep. Early voting. Cash some early money on a Saturday. Greg Peterson experience next right here on v